Welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the founder of the Coach for Tutors podcast and Coach for Tutors. Today, we have a wonderful guest and friend with us, Cheryl Euling, who is going to be going over the absolute key question of, are you ready to open your amazing tutoring business? A little bit more about Cheryl. Cheryl is from Tutoring with Cheryl and began her journey as a tutor three years ago at the start of the pandemic. She supported her nieces via Zoom and discovered she loved it. She then worked for a major tutoring company in the United States, but found she was getting a lot of students at different grade levels. She knew she was especially good at supporting students in elementary math. She had retired from teaching elementary school after 32 years and had the experience of teaching online. She started up her private tutoring practice and Tutoring with Cheryl was born. Cheryl holds a Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education and holds a Master of Education in Curriculum and Instruction and has a current state of Nebraska teaching license. With her Google for Education training and her experiences, she has helped support students in pre-K through sixth grade in elementary math. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you, Michael. I'm just so honored that you reached out to me and asked me to be a part of your show. I listen regularly. I thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you, Cheryl. And likewise, it's an absolute privilege to have you on today's podcast. And we're talking a little bit about for the, those who are looking to open their amazing tutoring business and deciding whether that's the next step, I'd love to hear from you. Like what, what helped you decide to become a tutor and go for it and open that tutoring business? Right. You kind of mentioned a few things. I can go into a little bit more detail on that. It was right as the pandemic hit. My nieces were in a public school out in Aurora, Colorado. I live in Nebraska. My mm-hmm. sister called and says, I think my kids need help. I sat down with them and figured out Zoom, which I never really worked with, figured out how to share my screen, all those fun things. I'd already had one Google for Education certification, so I knew a little bit about some of the things I could utilize, began to use those tools. Her kids joined a homeschooling pod, and I thought, you know what? I think I can help other people. I was still teaching, so I was hired on at a national company here in the United States, which it was great experience for me because I really got into the nitty-gritty of figuring things out on the computer. We do that in the classroom, but it's a little bit different when you're doing it online. Then right at the end of my career last year, I finished up my second year of tutoring with the national company, finished up my 32nd year in the classroom and said, you know what? I think I'm in a tutor. And I really didn't have a plan moving forward. But um, as I was thinking this, magically, a student, I got one out of the blue and a parent called and said, my child's having problems in school. Can you work with them? And I said, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm starting up my own private tutoring business. And that was my first student last June. I just learned what platforms work best for me for teaching, how I was going to do my billing and all that. And lo and behold, Tutoring with Cheryl was born. And now I have 11 students. So I'm excited. That's amazing. Thank you again for elaborating on that. Everything that was going on, it really was a catalyst for going into tutoring. And now you're at 11 students and counting and just continuing to thrive. You mentioned you've really narrowed your focus to supporting students in elementary level math. So how does your business provide that unique experience for clients? Yes. First of all, you have to find the clients, and I'm sure we can talk about that in in just a little bit. You and all of the experts out there will tell you, narrow your niche. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to do that. 
So when I first started, I was like, I'm an elementary specialist. I'm here to help you. I can help you with everything. And if you've listened to Michael or any of the other experts out there, they're going to tell you don't do that because people don't really know what you're good at. And I did know that I had a special talent for helping kids with their math skills. And I think that stems from the fact that when I was young, math was hard for me. So I was always looking for little tips and tricks that would help me remember things and get me through those math classes. And so I just decided those were the kinds of kids I wanted to help. I also let parents know through my social media and my blogs and other things on my website that I had experiences that maybe other people didn't have because I typically had the special ed kids in my classroom. So I knew all those things about IEPs, different ways that we can reach children. Not all children learn in one way. Even now, as I'm working online, I really cater my teaching practices to the needs of the child or the children that I'm working with because some kids will respond really well to just repetitive questions. And there is a little bit of that in every lesson. And other kids respond better to a quick little video of me showing them something. Other kids want to play a game. So you have to find out what works best for that student. You also have to find out what works best as far as timing for the parents. You have to, I meet with somebody at seven o'clock in the morning and others, I meet as late as seven o'clock at night. You just kind of have to figure that out. The other unique things that I provide for my students, and I don't really know how other people run their private practices, but like I mentioned, because I have the Google for Educator certifications level one and two, I learned about all of the Google products and I felt so confident with those and knew that that was a platform that I could use. So I use Google Classroom for each one of my students. They have a private Google Classroom. I create each one of each one of them has their own jam board, which is Google's whiteboard. And then I provide links like IXL, Khan Academy, things that I might need outside of my personal instruction to support in the Google Classroom. It's a one-stop shop for the parents. They just get in, they click on the Google Meet within the classroom, boom, they're in. We pop up the jam board. If we're watching a video, I say, all right, kiddo, go to the video, watch it, and then they're in control. They can stop it and start it as they need to. And I'm not the one that's clicking. That's something that's maybe a little bit more unique about my experience. Another thing that I do, I really emphasize to parents that number one, I am not the only tutor that is available for their child. And number two, I provide a free needs assessment with that that consultation to follow it up. So I'm not charging them for that. And I think parents appreciate just knowing that I'm going to be open and honest with them. And I'm going to collect the information that I need to tailor those lessons to meet their child's needs. Absolutely, Cheryl. You brought up several really good points, you know, like not just narrowing your niche and customizing the experience for every child, but also parents do appreciate having that opportunity to see whether you know, you're a good fit and vice versa. You decide you can help assess whether they're the right fit for you because ultimately having that strong relationship is going to be what helps your business to thrive. Right. And I, the other advice I would give anybody who's looking at doing this, it's not just they're going to meet with you and decide right away. They might mm. want to do a few lessons with you and you need to be okay with saying goodbye if it's not working. But then you also need to understand that if this family really likes you, the child really clicks with you, 
you could potentially be working with this family for several years. Mm -hmm. So you really want to be very professional when you're working with families, be open and honest, be caring, really encourage the children uh, because that's your job. Your job is to help them bridge the gap or build their confidence so that they can move forward in their lessons. 100%. You touched on a great point, Cheryl, that some of these families will stay for several years. It's an investment in multiple ways. It's a relationship investment. It's academic future assessment. It's a financial investment. There's so many different factors in there. And if you have that hit happen, being really cognizant of that and really treasuring it can lead to long-term retention and long-term growth. Absolutely. And then before I forget, another thing that is kind of unique to me, and maybe other tutors do this as well. I do this. I will send my students little certificates in the mail. I send them Valentine's. And on their birthday, they either get a book or a gift. If they're not a strong reader and they're really reluctant, I'm not going to send them a book. Like this week, my little friend down in Texas said it was her birthday. I said, wonderful. Do you want to read? And she said, no. And I said, well, then tell me what do you really enjoy doing? And she says, painting. So I found her a little kit, paint by numbers, and it's going to arrive at her house, I think, tomorrow. That is if UPS follows their their routes. <laughs> well, that's wonderfully thoughtful. Cheryl, you're really personifying this, the, the very giving nature and also how to nurture these relationships. For any of the listeners who are thinking about whether to open your tutoring business, relationships is such a vast majority of whether you will have success or failure in running a tutoring business more than anything else. It really Absolutely. is. Yes. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And we were talking a bit earlier and you're mentioning that about, you know, potentially planning to grow. How do you plan to grow and take your tutoring business to the next level? What are some of your thoughts on that? Some of your listeners might want to know, how do I go about marketing? And then they can know how I'm growing because I am really growing and I'm really surprised by all of that. So what I did is I took each one of the months of the year and I made a tutoring business plan of action. And I created a topic for each one of the months. And then for every area that I post materials, I spoke specifically to what I was going to do on that. So the month of February, uh, which is drawing to an end, I really focused on free assessments. And you might have seen that across my social media. Mm -hmm. This month for March, I'm talking about a skill, multiplication and division. So my blog is going to be best practices for those skills. My YouTube is going to be showing ways to support children in their multiplication and division. My Facebook is going to be Facebook lives or videos about little things that little tips and tricks. My podcast is going to be talking about why kids struggle with multiplication and division and focusing on ways that parents can help their struggling learners at home. So you have to think about what areas are you posting materials and what's your focus? If you're all over the board, they're going to be confused about your message. And so mm -hmm. I really wanted to outline that. I've done a relatively good job of honing in took me a little bit to figure it out, but I think I'm getting there. I just started that plan in January. Since that plan is working, I told you earlier that I'm uh, on my 11th student in a span of eight months. And now that might not seem like a lot to people, but that's under a year. And I'm getting to the point now where my husband and I are looking at each other and I said, I think I'm going to need to hire a substitute teacher for myself 
or I need to just hire another tutor and start funneling some of those kids to them. I get requests for subjects that I do not specialize in. I send those off to other professionals that I know support those things. It's really exciting to see that I've met the four-digit mark for income, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're first starting, you're just excited that you're not getting a school paycheck and you're paying yourself. So it is really exciting to know that I can do this. I tell my husband all the time, thank you for believing in me. My friends have all been my cheerleaders and have really been rooting me on. And I'm able to grow because I look at experts like Michael Gibbon on your show. And I follow your Facebook and other people, other professionals that are providing those value added. And I'm learning from them as well. So hopefully this this conversation will spark somebody's interest in it. And trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. Ah, and Cheryl, it's happening. You're doing it. You brought up a wonderful point too, that a lot of people who are starting a tutoring business, think about setting up monthly themes. Think about setting up your monthly planning and organizing, and that will help you to be proactive in your planning and will help you to reach toward the goals you're looking to achieve. And that's fantastic. And Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Again, it was an absolute privilege to have you today speak with us about the all-important subject of whether it's time to open a tutoring business and some of those steps that maybe our listeners might be a little more tentative about. It's like, here's how we jump in and make it happen. So where can our listeners find you? You know, I'm kind of all over the board. The first place I would tell them to go to is my website, midwesttutor.com. They can find me on Instagram at Elementary Math Tutoring and Facebook at Tutoring with Cheryl. Just in case your listeners don't know, Michael's been on my podcast, Tutoring with Cheryl. I think I've got 14 episodes out there, but I'm just slowly adding to them. Amazing, Cheryl. We'll definitely post those links below in the description. Thank you so much again, Cheryl, for being part of the Coach for Tutors podcast today. And thank you listeners for listening to the Coach for Tutors podcast. If you would like our VIP features, such as a monthly Q&A and special shout out of your company name during each episode, become a supporter at Coach for Tutors Podcast Plus. As always, make it a great day. 